1: Sherry University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chev and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Put your right hand in the box. What's in the box?
2: And stop. Put your hand in the box. I moved your neck, the gonja ball. It's not fear. Fear is the mind-killer. And fear is the little death that brings total liberation. My fear, I want you pass over me, and for me. The Duke will die before these eyes, and he'll know, he'll know that it is I, than Flavomir Harkonnen, who encompasses his doom.
0: <laughs> the Sleeper
2: Awakens.
0: Are you recording now? Yeah. Are we, but... ready Are we ready to do we ready commence? Yes. My fucking little droogie. <laughs> Ooh, that's, you're my, fuck,
3: that's not even what we're doing. You're
0: here. my plaything today. Oh, right. I'm you're gonna... my sweet little rambunctious plaything that I saved from a river today.
3: Ooh, you why like that? was
0: I in a river? Yeah, because you were lost. <laughs> And so you ended I, up in the middle of a river. I don't know how you got there.
3: I tried to fjord a river in this scenario you did and, and got lost. Now you're in a river?
0: Soggy little boy.
3: I am soggy, but not because I was in that river.
0: But my name's God Emperor Henry <laughs> Zakrowski. You're my useless appendage, Holden oh, McNeely. Right. No, no, no. You're not my useless appendage. You're my sam-brained lizard turd. Whoa. Holden McNilly, that's a Fremen curse. I've
3: been called a lot of things with words I could never say on this podcast. I couldn't even say on this podcast ten years ago Mm -hmm. I couldn't say the things I've been called, but that... Deserved each
0: one. Deserved each statement. The last time we left our heroes, they were being spit out of a storm into the desert. Now, we're now covering essentially what is, within Dune, there are three books. We had a fun discussion and an actual Total misunderstanding before the podcast because I kept referring to book three, and then Holden's like, "Whoa, we're not
3: even on Two children of Dune."
0: No, no, but there are three books within Dune itself. Isn't that fun?
3: Isn't that hilarious and fun? Everyone loves it.
0: <laughs> so, book two.
3: By the way, you just did the thing I make fun of my mom for doing, <laughs> where she describes things as fun that aren't fun. Always, she will be like, "Oh, that's a fun hat," or like, "That's a fun." Porch ornament. Meanwhile, you know I mean? it's like it's just like it's a mermaid. Mom. It's just normal. It's yeah. a chicken. It's like
0: what is this? Is a it chicken? <laughs> it's a glass chicken. Sure, that's. I like,
3: don't think you've had fun in twenty
0: years, mom. I just I... wish your father would press me on one more time. All and right, push can we please leave? I um, don't know why I gave her the that. Cot. Like, why? Yeah, why is a cat
3: in this scenario? Um, not fucking old, you know, prospectors. I don't know. how They made you. <laughs> so my dad was a corporate lawyer. So, book two.
0: Of Dune is the middle area, right? Obviously, it's the middle. It's between one and three. But what we're seeing here is, because this oddly lines up with the all of the awful reading I had to do for Aleister Crowley for last podcast. Not, not awful, but I mean, just mentally straining, right? Very, very difficult reading. Yes. And a part of what he talks about in Libra 4, Libra Abba, is that he has this, this statement, which I've thought about a, a number of times, which is... Every one of the famous prophets are like the, the central prophets of the biggest religions in the world. Mohammed, Jesus. There's always a period of time where they talk about their boyhood. And everybody knows they come from a certain type of boyhood. Like Muhammad was a prince. Jesus, um, who's fake, was born in a manger. Like that story of like humble beginnings. Yes. But they always have a middle period where they go away. And what you find out is that they go away and they come back.
3: The Buddha, the Buddha uh, went off to be an ascetic because he was also born in royalty with everything. You want to get
0: rid of all this money. Got so rid of he could all, figure out all of what to his
3: royalty possessions. So we could have that humble kind of, and then he found the middle way, which is by the way, bringing up Buddhism is not out of question here. It, actually it is not. a lot of Frank Herbert, Herbert. Right yep. <laughs> You're saying, still in it. I was going to say Hubbard. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's getting close. Buddy. Uh, it is close. Um, He was very inspired by Zen Buddhism, actually, which Mm -hmm. is uh, the number one type of Buddhism that came to America initially. My dad was really into Zen as well. The light
0: weekend Buddhism, not like the full shave your head, go away Buddhism, but some people do do that
3: here in America. And and the Buddhism that is full of paradoxes. And I know this is, we're we're bringing this up quite early, but like the paradox is tantamount. In Dune. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's it, cross
0: ideas, things fighting against each other, different versions of the same stories all playing against each other, kind of all show. You have all of these forces, all of them thinking they know what's best for humankind.
3: Did I use the word tantamount correctly?
0: I just realized I don't even think I know what that means. I thought tantamount was a set of breasts put on a wooden plank.
3: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um.
0: So book two is Paul Uh uh-huh in his trip of going away so he's gonna go to the desert last time we found them they made their way through this desert storm um and not the three-day war do you remember that we watched on tv no <laughs> I'm sorry The to first th- desert storm Oh
3: yes Desert storm <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 Operation desert And then Paul is now He made
0: his way Right so what he said Right before he went To the storm Is that he had kind of Like we saw He had met with Leah Keynes He saw all of this Shit in his mind He's starting to Understand he's prescient He goes into the Desert storm He he shits out of The desert storm By writing yep. a vortex Up and out of it As the Fremen Have been doing Since time memorial yeah. Right ah, And so the noise glow. he made, Yeah
3: as he came glow. out Oh
0: And and Jessica actually puts it uh, succinctly is that when they land, she said, oh, we actually just live the the litany of fear. Like, that's the the purpose of the litany of fear. We start to see it actually come to life where she said they walked into it. They faced something that was really scary. They went all the way through it. And when they turned around, the storm was gone. Now we're here. We're in book two. And Paul, in the very beginning, because I wanted to talk about this last episode, but I forgot. Paul talks about two paths at the very beginning of book two. Oh,
3: wow. Which is very interesting when you think the word path is becomes much more important as the series goes.
0: Absolutely. On. But he says there are two paths. There's one where he joins up with the Harkonnens. He has his vision in his head where he's going to go and give himself over to the Harkonnens, join the families like the Benny had always wanted to say, him like to do. Like
3: the Benny Gesserit wants.
0: Yes. But then he also sees this other way which is the way of the jihad. But he does not know what that means yet. He sees this vision of the Atreides flag flying and an endless jihad going. And he decides, he realizes what he calls himself is a seed. And this is when we get the famous where he sits there and he's like, the sleeper has awoken. Because now he's fucking, he's ready to go. He understands that seed is to use a sound effect again, is getting pushed into the fucking gate. I
3: don't like that sound effect.
0: Yes, and he is going to form a theocracy that's kind of one of the like a a part of his scenario is that you're going to find out is that he's essentially going to create a fucking Oh, he's going to create a religious dictatorship with him at the very top of it and he sees it when he's a little kid first entering into the desert because his jihad is very different than the butlerian jihad right because the butlerian jihad was a man versus robot we gotta get
3: these robots out Out of our office these fucking offices I'm sick of Clippy (laughs) Clippy just told me he's going to fuck my wife. C1402 just passed an anti-abortion bill. A guy, Holy even, fucking shit. Yeah, he doesn't even understand what it is. But
0: now we know Paul's seeing these settings for the first time. So they're in the desert, and he has no clue what to do. They have they have very little desert training, but he somehow instinctively knows through prescience, this is how we use the thing called the thumper. Um, They're stuck in the deep desert. The thumper is this thing you stick in the sand, and it goes, boom, 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 boom. Bump, and it tracks a sandworm so that you can then safely pass through the desert using the natural movements. So you go slide, step, 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 slide, step, slide, step, 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 slide, and they have to do that for four kilometers as they watch this giant sandworm. And as he he has this moment when he sees it, where he like he feels instant fear, but somewhere deep in his memory, he's like, "That's not a fearful thing. That is God. Like that's a thing I'm supposed to." honor but he doesn't quite understand it but he also now he's starting to see oh this thing also has something deeply connected to the spice and he
3: doesn't even know at this point that the freemen worship the worm no
0: clue No clue that the Freeman worshipped the one.
3: And also, I want to connect this really quick because you're talking about him leading this jihad and all this kind of stuff. I just want to remind, essentially, uh, our audience of the Missionaria Protectiva that perfectly set him up to become this chosen one leader of this religion because the Bene Gesserit implanted this idea of a Neo coming to them at some point. And uh, that was them doing that, uh, setting up myths and legends in their community in order to pull the puppet strings like they've been trying to do. And again, Paul's going to essentially use this against them and defy them eventually by being able to just slide in as Mr. Neo.
0: You say defy, but then you also see that they also found their points Because I was also, I was looking up the definition of jihad because they also talk about in, in Islam, that part of jihad is there's also a, an internal struggle. There's an internal struggle to believe, right? That is like one of these things. So what you're going to see is the, the Fremen Is it a blessing or a curse to make every one of your beliefs come to life and come real?
3: And also, do you believe in life after love? (laughs) After love, shared it. Yeah, and she keeps on keeping She's on. Been fucking slamming him down after. teat. Toast, Sunny, dude. She got well, so yeah. much fucking. Oh,
1: dude, oh
0: yeah,
3: dick I've been, I watched it. I watched it from outside
0: of her home. I watched right it through her and... big, big windows. <laughs> um, so they manage. They're stuck in the desert, and they got to make their way through. Uh, just come Immediately gets stuck in a big sand crevasse, right? Where she gets <laughs> stuck down. But she can imme- She goes into this like she can go into immediate like coma, which mm-hmm. would well, that'd be honestly be nice. Yes. Right now, if you could just go into a coma, she can drop in. So he digs are out but it's this they they sit there and jessica again is starting to get scared of her son because she's like he's very capable because again it's the re- reason why they have timothy shamalama ding Dong playing him in the movie he's supposed to be 15 years old like he's an actual child yeah so they make their way through the desert you have like a couple like this is like a fun action scenario they're in there and finally they it's hard to describe <laughs> like, because I want to read the book.
3: two people walking through the They yeah, do, but know. there's
0: like action right. because they have to run away from the worm and he sees it for the first time. The worm opens up to the, the cave hole that they're in and he sees all the Chris knife teeth inside of it and he's like, that's pretty fucking cool. And so they finally, they stop to rest for the night and they're discovered by Stilgar. Now we've already met Stilgar. They already know who Stilgar is. Uh, these dudes creep up on these motherfuckers. So they are, they sleep, um, they wake up all of a sudden. You hear the, fremen are everywhere. Yes. This is the first time we're really gonna see, like, but while now we've seen them blow up some motherfuckers, these guys, like, wow, just somewhere between just desert jedi's slash like I I don't know how to describe them. These are like the ultimate B team to ever exist, and Stilgar is very confident when he meets them because he's like, obviously we got these, essentially it's like, we got these white people in a fucking trap. We're going to fucking kill them. We're just going to take their water because we know Paul, essentially they they sent a message out. Like, they got that little bat. That's what I wanted to talk about. I forgot about last episode. It's like when Thufir Hawat was, like, hiding with the Fremen. And he's like, we must get the message out to the rest of the siege. And he takes out, like, this little capsule. It's like a little tube. And he, and he opens it up. And he pulls out a tiny bat. And the bat goes like. And he just goes like. And
3: he, like, and he like yeah, yeah, speaks yeah,
0: yeah. the fucking Chopska at the bat. That's their right. language, Chopska. Okay. And then he throws it out. And he goes. And he's like, that will be sad. That was the last best bat we've ever had. Like, he was so excited. He was so emotionally connected
3: to the bat. The bat arrives. I love. I love doing this. Is so, but this is so much better than reading the books or listening. For a second, I was like, "Oh, Henry should just do a full retell, like his own version of." I'm like, "Oh, that's what we're doing." That is what we're doing. (laughs) The bat
0: came them and told them, "You got to save Paul. Paul's alive. The Duke's son's alive. The Duchy is still active on Arrakis, and you guys got to get a hold of him." So they see Paul, but then they look at the mom and they're like, "Honestly, straight up, he's like." The fremen, you know, we don't know what to do with you. We, I think, we're gonna have to kill you. She immediately shows her worth, so she does this because, I mean, first of all, the way they describe Jessica, Frank Herbert's just so fucking horny. He's just so in love with her, and she does the thing where she she tried, she was like, I'm not going to use voice against him because I don't want to take away his agency because he's worth too much to be compromised. So already says like, I can beat these people. Like, I don't know how they have this confidence, but they are very, the Betty Jesrit and people on Caladan just in the fucking general are very, very confident. And so, Silgar comes down, it's like, all right, we're gonna have to kill him. Cause he has these like moves, right? Because the Fremen are real fucking fast. They don't fuck around. And so they, they're not like what I love about the Fremen, they're not the people that expound dramatically about all the things they can do and then kill you. They just yeah. fucking stab He's, you in the he, throat. Yeah,
3: they just take you out. They get you in the crosshairs and take you out.
0: They take you out. Jessica, he comes and <laughs> fucking flips all around him, right? It's the fucking cool No dude movie has done the scene correct. Right. No right. one's done it correct. He comes. <laughs> Got the fucking knife to Jester's his throat. Just
3: like, oh, oh,
0: what the fuck! <laughs> but Stilgar, because he's a cool motherfucker. Yeah. So, like Paul, he sees what his mom's doing. Because, like the Benny Jessorit, they, they always put it in this way. They could tell. They do everything by going like, like just doing mouth movements at each other. And they're like, my mother told me to dodge to the right and then move quickly to the left, knowing that Jamus, he can only attack from the right. Like they say this like random ass shit. Yeah. So Jamus, who we're gonna meet. Hot head. He's like, we have to kill them. We have to take that water. And so James comes right for Paul. Paul, fucking all 95 pounds soaking wet, to him. Right, Timothy right. Shamalama Ding Dong. He f- rolls into a thing, punches him right above his dick, and then scurries up the mountain. Jessica has total control of Stilgar. And meanwhile, Stilgar. He's just popping a bone for it. Because he goes, ha ha! If I knew that you are skilled in the weirding way, you would be worth ten times your weight in water. And so they go, they, they have this moment where like, whoa. Because now... He's saying this term the weirding way, yes, which we've never heard before. The weirding fighting style, the like, and she, Jessica's also not heard everything. So
3: and and Jessica, she thinks she's this like she's got all the her own technique. She's got her own fucking sword oh, yeah. style, essentially, and that's what's going to be this beautiful merging, this fucking sex between these two different fighting techniques, going to make you unstoppable. The perfect member right. of the unstoppable jihad. So what makes the weirding way the weirding way?
0: Uh, I don't know. The Bene Gesserit have their style of what they call like the Pranu Bindu training, yes. which is like nerve training, and they they have high powers of observation, but also they are very physically disciplined. Yes. Um they are trained to fight and b- do political maneuvers. The Bene Gesserit are incredibly dangerous. But Stilgar calls this thing the weirding way, which is just it seems like they're psychic, which is why this slur witches are always thrown around. But it's essentially what they say is that we can understand more about you from you just walking around than you telling me anything about yourself.
3: And and it also I think what the main thing about it too is that it essentially allows you with the weirding way, it almost gives an in person impression that you're teleporting through space. Yes. Because you can essentially like know exactly where you're gonna be at a certain point and your speed and your movement's so swift and so amazing. Totally- that you're that's how he's like right behind her before she can even realize it. Yeah. You know so what I mean?
0: he, she flips she slips around him and he immediately sees okay, first of all, we know our legend says. That a boy king is going to come and be the dude that is going to help Fremen, essentially, get Dune. Like, we'll go a little bit farther into this now. But the Fremen, they want Dune for themselves. They want Arrakis for themselves. And Jessica immediately knows. It's like, what we'll do here is, I won't kill you. I won't kill. Because I could kill all you motherfuckers. Yeah. He's like, but... I won't kill you. We're going to blend our tribes together. I'm going to teach you guys the weirding way. I'm going to make you guys unstoppable. Because the way the Fremen work is that anybody who bests the boss is the boss. You have to do all of these, like, there's a lot of official rules in Definitely. Fremen society, which is interesting for a very free, like, mountain people. There's a lot of rules. And so one of those th- rules are, like, technically, she's now the leader of his CH, but because she didn't officially challenge him, she's not. But now everybody kind of sees she can kill any one of us if she wants to. And she's saying, I'm gonna give you these tools.
3: Right. I think, all right, I will say I think I know why there's a lot of rules, is because more so than anything else, these people have a minute-to-minute survival issue. Yes. So that is why there's so much structure. Very, in very
0: intense. And they're on a long-term goal. But now, Paul. So he's feeling really confident because he punched Jameis in the dick. And right. Jameis was this fucking hot shot dude that everybody was fucking trying to suck his bee on, right? Because this guy, he was the hot new realness in the Fremen group. But guess what? When he scrolls up the thing, guess what he is? He's been like, There's no way I would ever allow you to hurt anyone. Hurt my father or hurt anyone in my CH. And he looks up and what does he see?
3: This chick. Channy. Channy now is let's just say Channy is this slick hat, hot hot hat.
2: Piece,
3: dime piece, bro. I, I guess so. And so she comes, it's somebody's a
0: naya.
2: Zanaya is a It's a
3: solid nine. So she <laughs> Paul
0: realizes, oh, this chick could have killed me this whole time. Because she was like hidden above him in a thing, and she hit but he also sees it and he sees the butt and he sees her face and he first goes What are these feelings? I have never once had this protrusion. But then also at the same time, he's like, oh, I know that girl from my memories. Like, that's the first connection. He's like, oh, shit. I've seen all of this before. I know her. I know these people. And I kind of know how all of this is going to go down. But we're also going to see Paul is starting to become a little bit of a dickhead. Because he does not like jokes. Because what happens is they relinquish the hostage situation. They're like, okay, we're going to go back to the CH. and now we're going to begin Paul's actual training or even though he's been trained his whole life, now we're really going to see, we're going to teach him how to be one of the deserts.
3: And why do they br- bring them in just because they see the potential and in, in their
0: strength? Well, the weirding way is going to be taught. They're going to get that. They're going to get Benny at training and they made a promise. It's like a trade. But, yes. Okay. Basically, they said the, having Paul, because again, Kinda into the idea that he's the on Al-Gabe. The, he is their version of the quitsacharach. Yes. Like, they think that he's gonna be that, but they're not quite certain. More, right. Some people are more hesitant than others. Stilgar just liked the cut of Paul's father's jib so much, and he saw the same thing come out of Paul's mouth. So Paul's already talking like an adult man, and he has this thing in his head. He's like, you're barely a child. You're more of them. Like, so they started calling him man-child, which he gets really mad at. Where he's like, yeah. my name's Paul. And he would be like, alright, Paul. Like, listen, <laughs> All could they, if they all got get, together, they I could s- kill you.
3: I still get called man child. You very are upsetting, one. absolutely. I was in VR last night, that's what I was doing with my time. I'm a bully eggplant. <laughs> so they will go back to the CH. The problem is that
0: Jameis is really mad because he got punched in the dick by a 15 year old, yeah, and he very is upsetting. a badass. And so they're like, fuck it, we're doing a duel to the death. They have to do these with this ritual thing. He's like, I'm calling him out. One of the tests, basically, you find out there's like a bunch of tests that I guess they've all been waiting for for this to happen. That we will know that Lisan Al-Gaib is here if his mother can pass a test and if he can pass a test. So one of the first tests is that the mother's champion has to best the champion of the Fremen. And Jameis decides to say, I'm calling it. I'm pulling the trigger. I need to fight. If if you're not going to fight the mother, uh, I'm going to fight your champion, which is your son. You brought him, right? So 15-year-old little fucking boy and his little loincloth. They strip them down all the still, they're fucking still suits. Ooh,
3: ooh, ooh. Oh, it's it's me, me versus you. We're yeah, yeah, he's coming do in. this to you. <laughs> and that's just making the guys so. Oh, yeah. Stop doing that. Oh, yeah. Take this. We are men bush, in this push arena. in the bush. Don't push, push my bush. In the bush. Do not push my bush.
0: And so he gets his Chris knife. And you know, because the thing, up at this time, honestly, even me too. You're reading this, and he's like, he's a little kid, you know? And yeah, he can kick some ass, but you know, what can he do against these, like, rugged warriors? But Jesco looks at him, and she sees him start to, like, weigh the chris knife and swipe it all around, like, get ready to go, right? Which is made from the tooth of a sandworm, and it's very, very sacred to the Fremen, right? Because it falls apart without human contact. Like, it has to be up against your skin for mm. it to stay together, and you have to blood it, right? It's pretty fucking sweet. And so he's like Johnny's already given him inside information, even though I don't know why she's immediately, but she's kind of negative. Yeah. Right. Like she's got like calling him man child and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. She'd be Like, wow. stop
3: it. Oh, I'm the Duke son. She's like, yeah. She's like, wow, your laugh's so weird. I think your laugh's like really weird. Stop
0: it. Stop talking about my laugh. <laughs> and so they get into this fight, but Jessica has this like vision and she's sitting there and watching him fight. And she realizes oh, my son's a killing machine. Mm. Like, and we, not only is my son a killing machine, by whatever his talents are, we did this. Like, we made him this. And so Paul, they fight to the death, right? Paul, who's used to shield fighting. So in shield fighting, the whole thing is that you're supposed to defend fast but attack slow because a knife has to be wielded slow to move its way through a shield and stab somebody right and but so he's kind of off so the all of Fremen all the Fremen think that he's like toying with Jameis because he keeps getting the upper hand on him but he won't do the killing strike no one wants to believe that he hasn't killed before so finally he kills Jameis everyone's really mad and so because they think that he was like fucking with Jameis and Jameis was like the next in line to be the head of the CH. but there's this like moment where after he kills Jameis where Jessica She's so scared of her son immediately. Again, she's immediately scared of it being like, but she also kind of makes me mad. We're just being like, all right, you did this. Uh, but she says this sentence. She basically says, as he kills, she goes, well, how does it feel to be a killer now? And Paul's immediately all fucked up because they, he has to basically come out and say, I've never killed anybody before. And they're all like, Oh wow, that's the craziest shit we've ever seen, and we're just gonna have to.
3: Do- I guess that first
0: test has been passed. That Paul is ready to go.
3: Essentially, that part in uh, Teen Wolf when he turns into the werewolf on the basketball yes. court, and there's this big moment of silence, and then the ref inexplicably just goes play ball, okay, and man, then they it. just start playing basketball. That is literally everybody the same scene. and everybody loves it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: there was like, <laughs> well, okay, he can kill.
2: Correct. Texas Pete. Sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at texaspeet.com. The
0: last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website. All on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. Tilt, And not only are you going to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on a Clydesdale entire series, clothes and non clothes, what we also are going to offer. And I mean this. We're trying to get into draft rides. I brought this up the other day. We got to start riding other animals, but horses take pictures of the horses, Photoshop the horses into other celebrities, but stop riding them, save a horse, ride a draft. With Squarespace. Go head to Squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to Squarespace.com/slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says right here, what would you do if you have another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in. And so they go back to the CH. It's like now seconds because there's not wasting any time. This is the next fucking Johnny's
3: I in that fucking dime pieces immediately like, and
0: like, Jessica you've no never like killed he. I've
3: never fucking slammed down a 15 year old so we got oh, something yeah. common with never and Stilgar <laughs> keeps like winking being like fucking you, you fucking, fucking uh, so. he keeps pointing at these cave paintings just two mm-hmm. people Yeah. this is a menu there's butt fuck there and there's you could do any sorts of these <laughs> fucks
0: <laughs> and so he has to go through another test yes. right immediately they're, they're sitting there and they're, they're, they're trying to figure they have to go to the, the funeral Right. Mm. So the funeral, they turn uh, Jameis into water because and then the water has to belong to Paul because anybody who kills somebody, basically because they exerted so much sweat in the fight, you then get the weight of the you, the weight of the water from the person that you killed in order to sort of get your water back. Right. So he feels very awkward about it. He has no clue how to do it because they're just improvising every single time. They're trying to figure out what the Fremen want because they keep saying there's these tests, but then they kind of just have to figure it on their own. And so what happens to Jessica is she knows they're waiting for some kind of sign. Right. So she sits and she has this moment where she's looking at Stilgar and there's a thing called the adab happens which is this mm. persistent memory that comes from the generations of being a member of the Benny Jesseruit where you can see lines in like in your brain like it's this kind of like innerbound memory and she knows the missionary protectiva dropped hints into this society of what the hell it is that I'm supposed to do next and she just randomly just starts kind of like tripping balls a little bit and she starts randomly saying this prayer that turns out to be one of the most sacred prayers that the Fremen have ever had. But the, what she did, that's a prayer that the Betty Jesseret wrote for them to say to the Fremen later on, to find a safe place within the Fremen. Gotcha. So, Mission Art Protect TV. So yeah, yeah. she starts to say this thing and they're all like, Oh, like she's like, Oh, I fucking, she is the one. It's kind of like, um, Remember that song? I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, I'm a child, I'm a mother. I'm there's nowhere I go that I don't think about that saint. song. I do not I'm feel the same. I'm your girl, I'm your dream. And I'm so, nothing I'm a dead, A dad, wanted, persistent This is what this is. Way. And now
3: you have it. And now I have it. The, I'm talking about the fucking the, the people listening. <laughs> it. Oh, okay. Now they have it too.
0: So Jessica, <laughs> she sees this shit. She says "As Everybody's impressed. Paul goes to the funeral. He's got to figure out what to do with the funeral because they're all like, I guess they decided no one's going to tell you. This is the one thing about the Fremen that um I love them to death, but they like want you to guess how everything works. Like no right. one wants to
3: tell you. Which is so annoying. You're just like, I get it. It's like so sick. But like, just give Hell, me, give the, me a yeah.
0: pointer. Give me something Stop. to do here. How do I fucking wrap my head around this ceremony? Paul goes in. He looks at other people. They're all like saying, like, I was a friend of Jamas. and they, you know, saying something that they knew about him, but he didn't know. But he saw Baliset there, right? And so he knows a Baliset from Gurney Halleck. And then something happens where he goes, I was a friend of Jamas. His death allowed me. He understand. I knew. I knew. He taught me what it was to kill, and I'll never forget. Like, like this thing. They're like I I, They're
3: like I took the juice from Jamba's, and I, I call it my Jamba's. My juice. Jamba's juice. And so he goes. <laughs> sorry, he sorry. cries. It's dumb. <laughs> I apologize.
0: He sees the. He cries. Right, and they're all like water for the dead. Because nobody be crying in Fremen culture, right? Right? Because every single drop of water is so important. But don't you and feel, you feel like that? Crying-
3: from a therapist standpoint, don't you feel like that's problematic to a certain degree? I mean, I mean, shouldn't people be allowed to sh- emote, and and shouldn't their emotions be accepted in a, in a culture?
0: You're fucking weak. I get it. Never cry. Never cry. I don't have time for crying. Only death. Only rolling over everyone. Okay? More like
3: Biddy Hillster, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize for these bad.
0: Um, bad. <laughs> what are we going to do? This is the show. <laughs> so, again, he kills, but so everyone's, again, he figures out, he's like, so I'm going to play the battle set. He pulls up the battle set, but what does he do with this fucking battle set? First fucking thing. He starts playing a love song to Johnny. Mm. And Jessica is like, what is this shit? Like, which is interesting because it's kind of like internalized misogyny on Jessica's part. And she even says it later on. She's like, Johnny, that's no, that's no wife of a Duke. That's no wife of a, like, that. that's, that's some Fremen rabble. It's like, that ain't and no that,
3: Duke wife. That's a Dookie wife. That's a Dookie wife. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, it was rough. She,
0: she realizes immediately, like, oh, I did the same shit. Everyone says I was never supposed to be the right. fit to be the I am Tubita, literally yeah. putting I'm doing mommy psychology on this woman. I immediately, she immediately hates Johnny. <laughs> so they get through these tests. And so they finally give Paul some food, right? Because they haven't had any fucking food. But think about these Fremen, they're eating pure ass spice. And when they eat this stuff, it's it was like thing we describe it, it was a, a wrap. a leaf wrap of rice, some kind of grain with spice just in it with some kind of bird meat in it. Right. And he ate it and he starts tripping fucking balls. And And this is his
3: first interaction with the spice. This
0: is the second, second time delving into prescience. And this time he understands that he starts to have more of control a little bit more now than he did before, where he's starting to see a little bit more how, how he can navigate his way through prescience, but he has this moment where he keeps seeing himself dead, stabbed to death. Like there's all of these. he sees every single way. Like it, it's really very scary for him. And he, he starts to, to know like, oh, we're all heading towards this massive war. And at, at the front of the war, at the front of the, the head tribe, is an Atreides flag tattered, covered in blood, right? We're going to be killing a lot of people. But again, what I love about the precient scenes is that in my mind, it's going to book five. Book two. Yeah. B- the Balera and Jihad. He's seeing like section. The second section. you said
3: that, yeah. The second you said that, I started thinking of Paul and Book Three. You know what I mean? And, yes. and trying to figure out what when this when that but, but this is a path he's trying to avoid uh this uh fourth sight, right? He's he's trying to get away from but the, he ain't gonna. Yeah he fucking
0: ain't gonna. I do want to immediately talk. So let's take a little break from the, the middle of the sketch to the death of Liette Keynes. So Leah Keynes. The ecologist, he was the—they basically completely—he fell in love with the Atreides family, and he helped Paul escape. But now the Harkonnens have punished him, and they've dropped him off into his precious desert for his desert to consume him. And what you have is this this scene where he's going through the desert, and he sees his father, who his father was the ecologist before him for Dune, and he reveals the whole plan that they realize that they, all they have to do is ch- something like 3% of the planet, that all we need to do is change 3% of the planet and we will terraform the all of Arrakis and make it have active water and plants and we will take it away from being a desert planet and we will create a separate area for where the spice can be created by the sandworms. But I find it interesting that so there's all of these baby gods in Dune where Liet Keynes had become sort of a pseudo-god slash king to the Fremen. They've looked up to him, because also Chani's Liet's daughter. Mm. And so, because he's fully in the lifestyle. But there's something about the long view that all of these other people have for Arrakis that don't pertain to the Fremen or anybody else. It's like, everybody's got an idea of what they want to happen to Arrakis, or an idea of how to control society how to control the the path of all humankind but none of them understand that this quitsack cataract is gonna destroy everybody's plants which i find why there's something about it that was like really haunting to me as like i said i realized i was like all of these motherfuckers think they know what's best
3: yeah they all
0: do and eventually paul will fall to the same like well, that's why that's when we bring it. Th- that's bad. when we
3: bring it back to our reality, right? Like, isn't that not the case for all of your parents? for everybody, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and what you could say, honestly,
0: though, but Arrakis is gonna Arrakis, and there's yeah. nothing you can do to change it. And The, the Fremen understand that more than anybody else. And all these other people who have games. You gotta
3: give it up, which is why they, they worship this the sandworm, maybe the most chaotic force in, in- and everyone's oh. life is what is being worshiped as a god by these people.
0: Well, what you'll find out is that they have a very harmonious relationship. So after the funeral, they're back in, and they go into this big cavern that is just filled with water. Mm. And Stilgar's like, we have thousands of these. And one day, I mean, it won't be our children or their children or their children or the grandfather of those children. But one day, this water will change this entire planet. And Paul was like, this was up
3: And that's the same thing, honestly, in modern day is like when the dad brings their son down and shows him the bins and bins of beanie babies and he's like, Of course today these are only you mean a nothing. A a p- worthless comrades a h- <laughs> But in 20 years, you will be
0: a millionaire with these. Yes, daddy. Meanwhile, cut to me in Florida in my parents' garage <laughs> with the two giant bins yes. of beanie <laughs> babies. Just being like, the, these are literally just filled They're,
3: with rat shit. This is nothing now. And your, all of your work you did means exactly But Henry zero. Thomas, look,
0: it's a princess die bear. <laughs>
3: This is from when Princess die, die. I'm shooting a hole through your television with a gun so that you can never go on a shopping network channel ever again. You're killing me, mom. You're fucking killing me, mom.
0: (laughs) But one thing about the visions that I thought was finally interesting, I looked up because he described it because- Frank Herbert throws terms into the book that come to Paul that you know that are only like – they're like Earth terms that he now is working on that you will know later on in the series that we do come the, – the, the Earth, as we know, as we talked about, is, you know, we existed in Dune World. Yeah. And so he calls it the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle. Which and is, that's how he views the, pre, the the future of the world. He basically, he, now that he's starting to trip balls more and more regularly, he starts to realize, like, every breath I take changes the future. Every movement I do changes the future. Every single thing I see it branch. Every little, li- literally every movement I do. And
3: I'll be watching you. I, <laughs> Biggie, man. <laughs> I'm I'll miss you, Biggie. We all do. <laughs> we miss you, Biggie Smalls, we miss you, bro. bro. Come back. Come back. Come back, dude. Come back, dude. <laughs> you took it to the uh to the biggie song but that was a sample of course from a yes uh, yeah. yeah other
0: song But us do everybody a tank. stalker
3: actually too yeah. which is sting really cool. sting
0: oh, in dune
3: yeah brought it back around right um, yeah uh, of course david Lynch's yes. dune features sting prominently Whoa.
0: um <laughs> he uh the heisenberg uncertainty principle talks about this it's a quantum physics idea ah. right the idea that all, it's very difficult. Is to it real?
3: Is it, it's real. Is it's, it a real?
0: Yeah, it's a real term. But it's about the idea that you. it's very hard to pin down actual locations of things in quantum physics, which is kind of what he talks about, how everything is just moving and moving and moving. But Paul's immediately bitter hmm. because it's weird. I get it because he did not choose to be the Kwisah Cataract. Right. And now he's starting to see, ah, oh, fuck. If I'm the only person who can see the future – because I'm honestly kind of a self-important little prince boy. Now I'm going to take this burden, this terrible purpose onto me. Yes. Now it's my, it's me. It's, I did this. And there was a point where he looks at Jessica and he says, you are my enemy. Like, in his mind, after being tripping balls, because this is the thing, because now you have your son, because it's, I guess it must be sort of like watching your child go through puberty,
3: except it's becoming the prophet. But also, I would say, there's always a point in a mushroom trip where you're hanging out with your buddy and you look at them as the enemy and you think, should I kill this guy? Do we do
0: a test of wills tonight? (laughs) Yeah, do we grapple? I don't, but he views her, he's being like, (laughs) you did this to me, mother. You made me. You made me this weapon. And she calls him a weapon as well, which I also think is interesting because the two of them don't sound like, guess who? Baron Harkonnen, who also calls people
3: weapons. Do they know yet? Do they know? Uh, they this? do know, yeah. They know oh, yeah. now. But Then Jessica is. is- Spawn of Harkonnen. Yes, but okay. Harkonnen,
0: like everything else, which I think Paul's also going to reflect later on, because, you know, I'm my one of my favorite quotes from him, where he was just like, Ah, yes, we are predators, Beast Raban. Predators are always hungry and always thirsty. Which is, again, rewatching Dune, the movie, which I don't do right now. If you're reading the books, don't do it, because you're going to be very disappointed, because it's just Baron Harkonnen in the movie floating to the ceiling going, Dah! Dah! <laughs> Dah! where the <laughs> in the book, Harkonnen is like a very worthy adversary to the Atreides. Right. But we're gonna find out he ain't shit when it comes down to being Modib. Because now Paul, they they gotta they gotta fucking name yourself, because everyone's gonna have new names. Not that he killed Jameis, because the first thing that they look at and they'd be like, Your name now is Usul, the base of the pillar, you strength. And he's like, I want to choose a name of my own. And they're like, Okay, well, what's up? Because I don't
3: like Mr. Brown. It sounds like Mr. Shit. Like I want Mr. to be Mr. Blonde or Mr. Blue. Oh, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> he should have directed him. Yeah, that is would be great.
0: Um, but he, Paul, he's like, what's the name of the mouse that runs through the desert, which he knows is called Modib. But he wants to see them complete the circle where they go like Modib. He is Mo. ah, we call him the children's teacher, and he was like, I would like to be called Modib, but in accordance to my father, because now he knows in the prophets where he, this first steps of like, okay, I can control, I can control fate here. I am going to change one thing I know. They called me Modi. but here he's like, in remembrance of my father, I want to be called Paul Modi, which is weird. But at the same time, he thought that this will be my first step to creating the future on my own. And still, goes like, Whatever. Palmo deep and they're all excited and they do the whole like cause you know in if this was nineteen eighty seven they'd play like you remember like in Star Wars the Cantina music yeah. where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it would be like that where like people with big drums and, and and like fifes and I don't know what Fremen play. I think they they have the balacet.
3: Yeah. Which is and this one guy just, like, beat another man's butt, yeah, like a tom-tom? I, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, I think they play their own knees, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, this isn't on any time signature. This means this is bad music. I'm just going to go and throw it out. It's a celebration! This is like mumble rap, rap It's a
0: celebration! Love these... Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story. It takes you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. You'll step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Use your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. You're going to get a kiss in there. There's mystery, danger, and romance as you search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris. Watch out for those sidewalks. They are covered in urine and customize your very own luxurious estate island. Think expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. Collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. And you can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Oh, how I love the 1920s. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS An Android.
2: Hey, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast-Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. The experts at Fast-Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert about your soil type, landscape design, and how best to take care of your plants. I love fast growing trees because I just moved here to Los Angeles. I got a yard now and I'm doing all the landscaping myself. I love working in my garden. I love planting stuff. I love growing stuff. And the cool thing about fast growing trees that I really like is that they tell you exactly what type of growing zone you're in. I'm in growing zone 10 and they can tell you exactly what type of trees or plants or whatever you can put out in front of your house. Uh, I'm looking at the Norfolk Island pine tree. I'm looking at putting a little bit of red sister cordyline up in front of my fence. I think that'll the red will really pop nice. And maybe for the backyard, I got an extra planter that I might put a pl- Satsuma plum tree in. And these prices are reasonable. They're reasonable if you ever been to a nursery. But right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time, terms and conditions may apply.
0: dun, dun, dun. It's sports. Prize picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor, oh, it's eating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Yeah! Toss that rock! Come on, guys! Yeah, pass it around. Get on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious caps, whether it's hula hoops or earring hoops. You're going to know everything you need to know about sports. You can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks. Conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketball are getting closer. Ba! Skit! Price Books even offers injury insurance so that your entry stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. I sure wish that Bobby Bonilla was still in the game because I would pick him to go all the way. Can you imagine if Bobby Bonilla played basketball? Woo-wee, dog! Then, it would be more like baseball, but Bobby Bonilla would still be crushing it in the contract game! Woo! The deadliest game of all. Download the app today. And use code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. That's code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more. Pick less. It's that easy. Fremen. But guess what, man? That's not the last fucking test. Can't get out of the fucking desert until you do another test.
3: Freestyle rap competition. You're like
0: fucking, oh man. <laughs> Nemo, never let it go. Nemo, on to stop and a start to blow. he got There's one got, got one one shot.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, I love <laughs> none this scene. Of, none of what you said rhymed, sir, so we're gonna have to ask you to go back into the desert. I just can't
2: go home.
0: My grandma abuses me. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, uh, one last test. Right? Because they've been calling Jessica this whole time the Sayadina, which is their version of a Reverend Mother, which is also was given to them by a Benny Gesserit many millennia ago.
3: Okay, can you I've been thinking about this a lot. Can you explain to me how there's a Reverend Mother in the Freeman, even though the Benegesseret are like trying to manipulate Benigesseret either way, or trying to manipulate <sighs> Beni trying to manipulate? them how does a rever mother exist in the tribe of people that are uh, are they is she connected to the Bene Gesserit or is she oh yeah, yeah her own kind of rever mother. does she, she know is. about okay does she know about missionaria oh, protective yeah. oh okay. yeah buddy. She's no, no no no
0: she's in she's a double agent
1: okay and okay. she has and then been that there and she
0: it. is a part of a series of double agents that have been going on for millennia okay. fremen don't understand these wonderful people and that's why like upon this reading I have a lot less sympathy for Paul and way more sympathy for the Fremen. Right. Because the Fremen- That's so woke, bro. Is, what? <laughs> I know, man. It's me, bro. Um, but the Fremen, they've just been endlessly game, dude. And they don't know. They don't know. Because the Sayadina that they have is essentially Benny Jesserit Yeah. And was placed in there a long time ago. And they have to basically now prove that Jessica- can become their Sayadina because that's a part of the lore, right? Is that the mother will become the new Sayadina. Paul will eventually rise to lead their armies. And so they do the ritual where they get the water of life. Here we go. Which is essentially a poison full of spice, right? The old Reverend Mother is brought out in a fucking tray. Right, and she gets laid down there, and she, they see each other. They, like, do the wink. They do the little Benny gesture, like,
3: This one little piece of factoid I thought was interesting. The water of life is distinct from the just pure spice. It is the toxic liquid exhalation of a drowning sandworm.
0: They basically put a bunch of little baby sandworms in a pool, and they die. And then they take that water, and then they drink it. And so what a real Cyadina can do is drink it, and then transmute the poison inside of their bodies to make it not a poison anymore. And then what happens is that the next reverend, the last reverend mother that is about to, the goal is you're supposed to replace a reverend mother. When that reverend mother dies, that reverend mother then, while you're tripping balls, passes the memories on to you. Yes. So then you become interconnected to the memories of every reverend mother that's ever been female only though. Well, None be, of the men. That's why there's the Quitsack cataract, right? Because yep. there's never been a male Benny Jesuit. Paul's the only male Benny Jessorit that exists, right? They it's so, but all of these people are now also calling him the Lisa Nalgaib, the one who shortens the path. They're all saying they're he's got like five like, titles Is it Benny? Now. Is
3: it Lisa? Is it Lisa? Is it Benny? What's my name? <laughs> so, What's my
0: motherfucking name? What? <laughs> so he goes. She drinks the water of life, and of course, no one wants to talk about this because the one thing that they also knew, I think we revealed last episode, but she's pregnant Mm. with Paul's sister. And they're all like, oh, no. You're not supposed to do this while you're pregnant. Because what happens is, so when you drink the water of life, you can't drink the
3: water of life. You're not allowed to eat sushi sushi you coffee. You it's got your, your ankle swell. It was on the list. She she got Whoa. from her, her OBGYN. <laughs> so I don't understand. Water of life clearly on there. But what happens is, is that what that
0: does is yes. it opens both you and your daughter, the 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 inner baby inside the baby inside of you to prescience. Of all timelines, which we're going to find out later on is the, they're very scared of this because it might cause a, a phenomenon called abomination, abomination where the child now can possibly be open to all of these different past lives. And we're not
3: talking about when our last president was really popular. That was Obama nation. Yep. This is abomination. Abomination. <laughs>
0: but the, it's very scary. So it happens and she does it and she fucking crushes it. She passes it. And she, we understood immediately. Oh, this is as a Benny Jessor. We're not supposed to know the mysteries of becoming a reverend mother. You're not supposed to know it until it happens to you, right? Where you're chosen to become a reverend mother. And then in the instant that she did all of it, she's like, I guess I am. This was it. And now I am an, an official reverend mother. I'm connected to all things. Um, it's fucking whatever, dude. I've already made all of these different ass decisions that have already ruined everything. And now we're just going to deal with it. We're going to roll with it. Hopefully roll Aaliyah Leah or the, the Paul's sister will not become an abomination. But guess what? So it passes through to change it. <laughs> Everybody else gets to drink the water of life now because she's changed it to not be poison, right? They're all going, Lisa, al Gaib. Lisa, not Ah, uh, That's his new name. One of his
3: eight new names. Yeah.
0: He looked at his mother. She appeared peacefully asleep in a sitting position, her breathing even and deep. A phrase out of the future that was his lonely past came into his mind. She sleeps in the waters of life. So he knows she's trucking, tripping balls. He, all of this stuff, he starts to see deeper, deeper into the future. One side, he sees the Imperium because now he's, he's the, the path this is the last, like, little shot that shows the fucking path hardcore, right? One side he could see the Imperium, a Harkonnen called Fade Rautha, who flashed towards him like a deadly blade. We know Fade
3: Rautha, by the way, really Sting. quick. Sting. Right? Yeah, Sting, who it was the, like, He's the super boy. evil dude. That-
0: well, Beast Raban is now in charge of Dune, right? So Beast Raban is Baron Harkonnen's fucking most evil, biggest, fattest son. Right. The one that's coming and is destroying everything, and yes. he loves it. He squeeze. Yeah. I want you to squeeze them. And then... What well, his goal is, he's going to devastate Arrakis, but then bring in Fade Ralph yes. to, as a ah-ha! pleasure. Oh, yeah, I'll lead them, Daddy. <laughs> I invented a thing called baseball. Oh,
3: to have some of this ham meat I just got. It's delicious. It's
0: made of bored, <laughs> but he loves his nephew in a way that's um inappropriate. Yes. 'Cause he wants to go to poundtown or his own nephew.
3: Of course, he's like every yeah, like we said, didn't we say he was literally uh, every network executive uh, or studio executive <laughs> yes, in Hollywood? Yes,
0: yes. He just wants to lick him lick him yeah, lick him like
3: an ice cream yeah, cone. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um so Fade well Ralph, who flashed towards him like a deadly blade, the soldier call! Raging off the planet to spread Pogrom on Agrakis and guild conniving and plotting the Bene Gesserit with their scheme of selective breeding. They lay mast like a thunderhead on his horizon, held back by no more than the Fremen and their deep, The sleeping giant Fremen poised for their wild crusade across the universe. And he knows he's at the very center. He's at the very center and then he begins to cry. Begins to cry because he knows that this is just one tiny moment of peace. And there will almost never be. He he realizes this might be the last peace he'll ever experience. That's what he says. There's no other place for peace. And so now he knows they're going to be in the war, dog. Yeah. And they're, they're going to be doing it fucking
3: forever. They're really. getting into the shit. And by the way, what Henry is referring to is books of no peace and no rest. Very little rest and peace for anybody involved Um, and, uh, yeah, as he, has he full is, so Chani's fully courted in now too. She's, and also she's locked in
0: dog book three that we're going to get into next week is we're just seeing essentially the superhero ending of how every Dune book begins and ends. every Dune book begins with a hundred pages of action and then ends with a hundred pages of action. But then in between. We learn so much.
3: You know, I always tell people, and I could be wrong in this situation, but when people at first start reading Dune and they say they're struggling with it or they're intimidated by getting into it, I'm just like, dude, just give it like 200 pages or whatever it is. But really, when you when I got to this part of it, I'd say the most page-turnery part of, of the whole series is kind of coming up here in our next episode, one of the most, because it really does follow actual just page turner book it becomes an action stuff. movie yeah it the an la- action movie we're gonna
0: go the, the fight's gonna happen there's a bunch of war gonna happen i didn't even talk about gurney halleck and his trip with the fucking i wish you know what i want and i don't know if it is i have to look this up about whether or not there, if there are stories just about gurney halleck who is one of my favorite characters in the whole the whole book because he's just a really like i don't know dude how crucial
3: who, bro halleck's the one who shows up and tries to kill jessica right you we, yeah if you want to spoil it <laughs> yeah I do this is the whole point of the thing we'll, we'll get to that but yes because <laughs> so he he's convinced done, he hasn't done that yet I've, I'm, I have my timelines a little switched up so he does that after they become fucking Super Saiyan essentially like he I
0: is going think. Super Saiyan right now so he yeah. has gone into the desert and he has done his trip to become, okay. yes yeah, yeah. he is now Modib, uh, right Gurney you see him talk about he basically finds out that they think that Jessica is the traitor which is what Thufir Hawat also thought That the, because Yui the only people who knew Yui was the traitor was Jessica Paul Duke Leto and Harkonnen no one else knew so Jessica being the traitor is now the word throughout the entire fucking planet right so Gurney technically is supposed to kill Jessica on sight yeah when he sees her exactly but yeah that scene with him with the smugglers where he's like hanging out with the smugglers is such a fun like very star warsy kind of thing where it's like him hanging out with all these like rogue dudes where they're like do you want to go off-world or do you want to stay here and you want to kill Harkonnens with us? And he's just like, you have my arm! <laughs> it's fucking so sweet, because he knew, because they basically promised him, come help us smuggle shit off the planet and we'll give you as much Harkonnen blood as you could soak a hot dog bun in.
3: We're also about to jump two years, right? Yes. Yes, in the timeline. I think a lot of, uh, there's a lot of interesting things about Uh, Not that there hasn't been interesting things going on, but there's a lot there's it's like we jump two years and the tables begin to finally turn in the favor of uh, our Atreides tiny man. Uh, I don't
0: know though. we'll find out
3: next week. I mean, they definitely do. I've read the book. Well, he absolutely uh, wins in a certain manner of saying it.
0: You have to keep reading the book. Even (laughs) if you know the ending, because we're getting to it because remember Dune one
3: is just set up. Yep. So then we started getting these philosophical philosophical conversations. We get do the really, really nerdy okay. shit. I can say the word f- philosophical really easily, philosophical. so it's going to be a very fascinating Oh, it's going to be great.
0: We're, we're the guys everyone's looking to to explain this. Yeah,
3: yeah, and we'll stop doing the cum jokes. We'll only do sort of high-level thinking no, conversations. No, no, we're
0: bringing philosophy to the people <laughs> with cum jokes. That's called edutainment.
3: Yes, there you go. Yeah, it's so we're secret. making
0: it palatable.
3: There you go. By making it dollops. I cum. just, I, and I'm also just going to apologize for the, all the puns I made this episode. Benny Hill, one. Someone was one. Uh, we did. I almost made a Yui bowl joke about that's uh, weird. That doesn't yeah, even make about sense. The doctor. Uh, I was going to be like, he went, went off to make bad movies. Um, I
0: don't and- even know what that means. <laughs> um, but thank you for joining us this week. We will be back next week. With even more Dune.
3: <laughs> um, what if we just did, what if we did like Star Wars next week? Just people would be like, <laughs> I guess
0: this is the same. And you're like, no, it's not. Dune is actually more important like, than Star Wars. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. Dune is more important than Star Wars. Maybe not financially for all the massive entertainment companies, <laughs> because. but yeah, no, Dune is more Disney's important than Star Wars. Disney's not
3: knocking on Dune's door per se at this point.
0: But they just, they are trying to make the movies, but the problem <laughs> is, is that the books are too philosophical.
3: Uh, There's a lot of thoughts. I want. I do also want to mention uh, to talk uh, d- real quick. Right, they they did remove. They changed the word jihad. Right, they didn't say jihad in the trailer. I don't know what and we're did. thinking that we they that they, they will not be actually using that word just because of the way that uh, I think in the general, connotation, the of the, it. Connota- the more modern connotation of that word. Right? Didn't they just say something like religious war or I something know. like that? I do. So. I,
0: I honestly, I barely paid attention to the trailer because I don't like being spoiled.
3: Right. I, I don't gotcha. like
0: trailers anymore.
3: Gotcha. Now I I tried to say I from don't from, like them anymore. I get it. I All right. get it. Well, Sometimes trailers are the best part of the version. Of I know, which is sad. That's sad. All right. Lexi, by, by the way, Lexi literally says her favorite part of going to the movies is the trailers. I do like trailers that in the makes, movie theater. That blows though. me away though. It's like why why I don't know. What a backwards human being I married. But either way. You put a child in on this one. That's right. And will I give her the spice? It, yes! Give her the give, make her do the agony. That's what I'm saying is they're like, oh, don't give a pregnant mother acid, right? Or whatever. But I think maybe who knows? abomination. <laughs> all, right. all right. So listen
0: to all the other shows on the LPN network. We have got last podcast and left wizard and the bruiser page seven. We've got able against top hat. We've got kind of fun. No so dogs. You in have space. to list all of them. Now that you put yourself in this position. You, gotta, you have to list I, all I have of to them. pump them. I got to pump this <laughs> one. Um, get out there. Listen to them. You, miss, um, well, did, you didn't name all of them. <laughs> brighter side oh yeah someplace underneath we all go because now we have other shows we got brand new shows someplace underneath yeah it's also there and also we got the new season no dogs in space fraudsters I don't know if you said fraudsters is
3: <laughs>
2: this
3: is great this is by the way I, I all get, I could think about this past episode Henry was literally you're Paul you, the network is the path you're trying to seek out you're trying to find the golden path for this wait network. till
0: I fucking garb myself in a bunch of sandworm babies <laughs>
3: And come, start with your exoskeleton, bro. Yeah. You just start coming. It was like, he can jump high now. And I guess that's going to get us more ah, fucking- This would help blisters. me in pilot season. <laughs> All right. We got to get out of here. Uh, bless the maker. Bless, uh, bless the maker.
0: Good work. <laughs> and now for a scene from Dune Theater.
3: Now join the Fremen CH leader Stilgar and his first meeting with a brand manager. Sup, homies!
0: Name's Zaz, and I'm here to flip the script on your traffic. I'm gonna expand your global reach and highlight the ballin' Fremen swag. I asked the mutual the other day, yo, you ever get to ever get down on some Fremen? And he was like, miss me with that
3: dog. And I was like, uh, that is not trill. We. Oui. Fremen. We live by the whims of the desert. Oh, I love them. Were they at Coachella? Were they playing the San Pellegrino tent? San Pellegrino? No. We have to live in secrecy in the desert. We must move as the desert creatures do not gain the attention of shai Oh,
0: okay. And how many followers does he have? Is it Shia like LaBeouf?
3: Any man or woman who's ever felt the rasp touch of the bled follows Shy
0: Okay, so
3: let me just crunch
0: the numbers. Click, 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 click. I'm not doing anything. I'm just moving my fingers. But I'm pretty sure that that makes him micro-regional interstate influencer. Do you know Bombas?
3: Socks? We could probably get a code for that. Like the wind socks that collect water? So that we may terraform the planet? May we use these socks to terraform the planet? Is that what you mean? I don't give a fuck what you do with those fucking socks. Mind if I vape in here? It's Booberry. Any waste of water is an insult to our ancestors. Blame. All right, how do you
0: feel about a house collab with you and Squawkalock? He's this gangsta-ass parrot. And he's got 14 billion people on TikTok. And he makes, like, these sounds. It's great. We all
3: love it. Everyone loves it. They're lockstep loving it. We can make the sounds at night in the safety of our home, Siege. Any other place, it would be dangerous, for we are sought by Harkonnens at every turn. So you won't lip-sync Joe Biden? What? Well, how
0: about an unboxing video where you can show off these glowing knives? No one can
3: see the Chris knife. It is a secret of our people. So... What am I doing here? I don't know, and I wish you would leave. You have no still suit and are sweating profusely. It is hot and ripe in here. Get the hell out. Here's a thumper. Just Be careful with the sandworms. can I just Uber? You, you know Uber? He's the second cousin of my brother. Uber is Chakobza for take a long time to get there. I'm going to go.
0: Come here, Worm Taxi. Come here. Ah! So here's where the spice comes from.
3: Crazy motherfucker. You did it again.
0: This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to
1: lastpodcastnetwork.com. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support